You are listening to Geek Fest Rants on the IC Robots Radio Network. You have located Geek Fest Rants, the entertainment podcast for genre geeks like you. Shall we play a game? Covering the world of vintage and current film and television since 2010. Game over, man. Game over. Featuring in-depth conversations on sci-fi, horror, fantasy, comics, toys, and conventions. So say we all. So say we all. And now sit back, relax, and enjoy today's show. Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the starship Enterprise. Its five-year mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no man has gone before. everybody and welcome once again to Geek Fest Rants. My name is Carlos Perone and today I have Steve Folks once again joining me. We are going to tackle the subject of the Mary Sue. What exactly is the Mary Sue? Some of us have not heard it before. Some of us weren't exactly sure what it meant, but it is a very relevant subject these days when it comes to certain criticisms of genre material and we'll go into it and try to figure out a little bit of its history and how it's being applied possibly correctly or incorrectly these days so let's get started with steve and myself talking about the mary sue we interrupt this broadcast bring you a special news bulletin direct via satellite from our on-the-spot task force I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? Thank you, Bob. It's Mort. Mort, yes. I am Ted Baxter, and here is the news. All right, I have Steve once again joining me. Hi, Steve. How are you? Hey, Carlos. Hey, everyone. We are going to uh, delve into a topic today that we haven't talked about yet. And it's a topic that is kind of new to me in a way because I heard this term before, the term the Mary Sue when referring to a character. But I never really understood what it meant and I never made the connections. And very recently, again, having to do with people that are criticizing certain characters in certain movies or TV shows, how they make that connection and how this applies not only to television and film, but obviously literature. This is probably something that is probably enormous in literature too, in terms of how certain characters could be declared a Mary Sue type of character. But let's start with you, Steve, because you're more aware of this than I was. Tell me uh, your background of what you know that this means 
first of all, I, I sort of wanted to do this topic because I felt like it was something that has emerged more prominently and more, you know, like it's louder mm-hmm. um, than it ever has before. And I think that, you know, there's a couple of reasons for it. But when I first started hearing about it was when I first got into Star Trek, which coincidentally is was the actual origin yeah. of the term Mary, Mary Sue, yeah, which yeah. I found which I found, you know, completely, you know, bizarre. The fact that, you know, my first entry into it was Star Trek and its own origin was Star Trek. But we'll talk about that later on, most likely. But um, when I first started watching uh, Star Trek, my first entry into the series was Star Trek Enterprise okay. back in 2001. But previously, and I liked it so much, I wanted to go back and watch you know, some of the, a lot of the other previous, you know, um, series. So I, I looked back at Voyager and I started reading some of the reviews for it, and I kept seeing this term, you know, uh, uh, the captain of the Voyager uh, was Captain Janeway. Yes, yes. And, and and so, you know, I guess at the time, and even now, Voyager isn't exactly looked upon as, like, you know, the best Star Trek <laughs> series. It's, it, it's, it's sort of kind of like that one that's not exactly, you know, remembered the most fondly with. Well, I think the only one that's a little more disliked, I would say, maybe is Enterprise. Yeah, some yeah, people you're right. do yeah. hold uh, Voyager, I think, slightly in higher regards <laughs> than Enterprise. Right, right, and you can tell because it lasted far longer than Enterprise well, did. Yeah, um, yeah, of course. Um, but 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 the, but the main the main the main you know the captain of the series was Captain. It was a female and Captain Janeway, and so. And I started reading you know, some reviews for. It. I kept seeing this term Mary Sue come up, uh, you know, again and again, and so I I found out later on through you know context and you know kind of digging around is the fact that the the term Mary Sue applies to a character in either literature or film. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the two the two biggest where the character is given sort of this overpowered sense of being where what I mean by that is the fact that the character sort of does everything right. They don't show any, you know, outward flaws or anything. And they have this sort of natural ability to pick up anything and be able to do anything mm-hmm. and th- this is looked upon as a bad thing and you by most viewers where they see a character and i, I, I suppose it, it would relate to them not being able to relate to the character so it would suggest that you know this character is too perfect or too good at everything so what you know wh- how they get this you know this powerful mm-hmm. so that's really how and, and the origin of it, is, it it began from a sort of like a critique on on star trek really where it was a, a fan fiction that's what's amazing it was is that it's not it wasn't real you know on-air material it was it was something that was relegated to kind of like off to the side yeah right right and, and, that, and that term just you know sort of took off i believe it was, the character was actually the, the lieutenant mary sue i believe right 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 <laughs> And some of the things I also read about the the creation of that character is also that, yes, because it was originally a female character, it kind of stuck to that term and to that gender when it came to, you know, naming that character. But it was also, I'm reading also that it was also a way to kind of project, because again, this is fan fiction, so this is somebody's own projection of what they think Star Trek should be like. And if it's written by a young woman, for example, which I believe it was kind of like in that realm, you know, it was her projecting her 
aspirations of, oh yeah, uh, I wish there was a more powerful woman and a woman that was attractive to, you know, that men would be attractive to, you know, you, you, it's kind of like you want to have it all. You want to be smart, attractive. Uh, Everybody listens to you. You're always right. You know, every, you could say fantasy version of what a, a young person, a young woman might think that the ideal character is. But again, it's fan fiction, so you you can't really limit or you can't really make rules of what fan fiction is. It's fan fiction. Right, right. And, that, and, that's, and that's the thing where technically, you know, if you really wanted to split hairs, you know, a, a, a lot of books that are produced are, you know, technically, you know, fan fiction. I, I, I mean, yeah, if you, have, if you have a licensed, you know, let's say Star Trek book. Yeah, you know, they have to go through, you know, the, the it has to be, you know, officially sanctioned by, you know, the powers that be. But, right. you know, a lot of these authors are, you know, grew up as fans of the series. So, you, you know, you, you want to, you, you, you can, the term fan fiction can bend well, quite a bit. what's the way. difference between fan fiction and a real book? It's a check. It's somebody <laughs> paying you money. Yeah. Once they pay you money to do it, you're now a writer, an official quote unquote writer, especially if you're being hired by uh, the franchise owner of whatever franchise. Because theoretically, you could say, hey, listen, Steve, I'm going to give you 20 bucks if you go write a fan fiction. That really doesn't make you a writer all of a sudden. <laughs> you're just a fan fiction writer that he's, that he's being paid. But when you're being paid by the creator of the franchise or, or the, the, the license holder, then there's a little more weight to what you're saying. Right. That's very true. Uh, but what about you? What was your what was your first uh, entry into learning about this well, this uh, it's, idea? It's funny because late, like I said, lately I've been hearing more about it, and unfortunately, it has to do with a very popular topic that I really wish we didn't have to talk about, but we do, and that is toxic fandom. Yep. But I do remember if we're gonna kind of think about Star Trek a little bit in Next Generation, Wesley Crusher. Even though back then I didn't hear the term, but the character of Wesley, people were always like, "Oh yeah, great! Now Wesley's gonna rescue everybody." At the last five minutes, he's so smart. He's a, you know he's the cute kid, and he's smart. You know the typical television kid that is smarter than all the adults. Well, they they made him scientifically smarter than all the adults. You know one way or the other. But I I could kind of tell that. When they started to get a little blowback because he was always the default guy to rescue everybody, they kind of stayed away from it and said, all right, wait, we got to back off a little bit. You know, don't don't overuse the Wesley character. Send them off to the academy. Let them do something so our guys can get into trouble without being rescued by him. So I do remember that that would be a perfect example where you could apply the term to that character. But more recently, again, because of what's happening with fandom, I see it more as it's focused on women now. It's if a woman is too powerful, oh, she's a Mary Sue. If she um, displays too many characteristics of, of the lead hero, let's say, she's a Mary Sue. Where, right. where you can compare her character to a different character, people wouldn't have made that connection if the other character was a man. It was just well, he's just the hero. He's the hero. He's the he's the lead. Why do we have to have an equal that all of a sudden comes and she's just you know a woman? So that's how I've heard about it recently in that manner. Yeah, exactly, and that's how that that's where to me it seems like it's it, the labeling of the Mary Sue now has become more reactionary and more you know if anything in in our more you know fandom displays any hint of you know okay if a strong female character is going to do something this 
perceived notion that that there has to be some sort of like backlash to it and one of the examples i give is in the current star trek mm-hmm. commander burnham okay where she, where she is in the beginning of the series it, it's sort of laid out you know clearly that, that the show is going to be centered around her so you know for better or for worse the show does delve deep you focus a lot on her as a character and so as people began to watch it more and more, the, the, the term kept, you know, being used and applied to her. And the fact that, you know, she, she's always the focus. She's always, you know, doing everything. Everything is centered around her. And it started, started becoming, well, you know, if you're the, if, if, you, if, you, if the show is about you or if the show is about, you know, let's say, you know, Captain Archer, just for example. Yeah. Yeah. The plot is going to revolve around that person. It's, well, uh, I if mean, you're the lead, you're the lead. That's, that's the title you've been given. You're the lead. Yeah. Right. And, and, and so I always had this kind of, you know, questioning, you know, okay, well, yeah, she's the lead of the TV series. That's generally how things are written. I mean, if, if, if the story is not going to, if the story is going to be you know, centered around her, it'd be kind of odd if every episode, you know, they, they you know, relegate her to the background. So Right, but, and, but like you said, this was made very clear early on that, first of all, she was not going to be the captain because they wanted to have, I guess, like some kind of a revolving door situation where they could have different either captains or people in command so that you're not always stuck with this leader, which is what we've had every single Star Trek show we've had. It's always been a, a captain and everybody under the captain. But here, it's a little different. It's about the the, the, the first, the one that's technically first in command, but she's she's not even first in command half the time because yeah, no. she's still in, in, in trouble for what she did. But it gives them, I guess, from a writing perspective, a way to be able to write new characters that are in charge, as opposed to just a guest lieutenant of the week or a, or a guest whatever that comes in and comes out, here they're able to bring people in that lasts mainly almost for a whole season, I would say, and lead the show, you know, lead the, the mission, whatever the mission happens to be. And then she's the constant. She's the constant character that we kind of are seeing this through. Right. And, and, and so it just brings up the question. And again, I, 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 would, I, I hate to you know, bring you know, these sort of you know, underbelly topics up, but uh, it, the question is, is if this were a male character, would the blowback you know, be as you know, big? I mean, you, you do bring well, up the point I'll, of Wesley I'll, Crusher. I'll take, it a, I'll take it a step further. If this were a male character and a white male character, because yeah. in this day and age, Black and woman is a double whammy to some people. It's like, well, well, what, why are you doing that? You're just trying to appease those people. You know, if it's Disney, you're just, it's Disney trying to appease people. But I don't even know. Uh, this, CBS? The, word, the word, the word, yeah, the word, <laughs> the word pandering has yeah. been, you know, levied so much right, recently. Right. And anything that looks, and how come there's, there's technically more women on the bridge than men? I was like, oh, here we go. Come on. <laughs> even the aliens are women. Oh, God. Come on. Yeah. It's like, I try to shut that out when I'm, you know, when, when I'm trying, if I get not into an argument, but you know, if, if you go on Facebook and you start reading people's comments and it's like, okay, I can't, I can't even get involved in this because it's a downward spiral where you can't argue that it's like, okay. Right. And and the thing that I, I see come up, you know, is that, and this is such a, uh, to me, shoddy defense, but they, they, they always say, you know, oh, well, we had Ohora and she was a woman and we, and no, no one, no one uses this argument against her. And she's, she's a black female, but yeah, Ohora, and don't get me wrong, Ohora, Ohora is a great character for the time, but she was 
you know, I hate to say this, she was sort of a background character. I mean, she, she did have her moments and she did, and she right. did groundbreaking stuff, but you can't compare the two. You can't say, you know, oh, well, you know, the character of a horror was great and we all, and everyone loved her, but, you know, you know, my, um, Commander Burnham is, is just too much. Like, you can't compare the two. It's, it's, it's not the same thing. No, it's a lead versus a, a, a secondary character. That's, you know, there, there's no mystery. The original Star Trek is Kirk, Spock and McCoy. That's that's the lead. Those three guys are the lead. Everybody else are they're all secondary characters, and she's one of those secondary characters. Right. Uh, th- this show is different. This show, they're they're. But I mean, again, you you go through these things in different ways, and it's funny because a, a property like Star Trek, talk about a property that, you know, little by little, it's almost like the turtle versus the hare. Little by little, they keep going up and up and up and up. You know, you you put uh, Cisco as as the captain, and all of a sudden it's like, whoa, wait a minute, what's going on here? This isn't my star, not my Star Trek. You know that kind of thing. You know, you put a woman as a as a lead, and it's you you go through the same thing. I don't think anybody complained uh, with Archer. I don't think what what kind of I don't think they had any problems with Archer. I think of the of those kind of problems. But guess what? They definitely came back now with the discovery. That's for sure. Okay. Yeah. And like like you said before, this is something that's been going on so recently now. So so we have Star Trek. We have that. Then we have uh, also, you know, recently is the character of Captain Marvel. Oh boy. Which surprisingly, when the the idea of having Captain Mar- Marvel be a female, I was sort of listening for and trying to keep my ear out for you know any sort of backlash that was in relation to this and. When it first came out, it, it, it seemed like, you know, a lot of people didn't have too many problems with it. I mean, there were, I, I would see, you know, a lot of people saying, you know, well, you know well, why she had to be a female and everything. But it seemed like people were more accepting of it. <laughs> did, did you did you not, not see the, the videos of, of, of certain individuals uh, buying Captain Marvel action figures just to tear them apart and destroy them? Or, oh, or that I may have missed. Or doing like hour long shows on the fact that she doesn't smile and a lady should smile. It's like, it's like <laughs> well, I, I, really? I, did see, I, I did see a big backlash after her, because the, the, the actress, Brie Larson, yeah. made a few comments that were sort of in the vein that we're talking about, yeah. so to speak. And then after that, then the floodgates opened. And then all of a sudden, the, the same type of talking and, and you know critiquing came out all of a sudden about how, you know, well, well you know, it's Disney's fault. They want they're just pushing their agenda, you yeah. know, out on everyone. And then, you know, and of course, then the Mary Sue label gets slapped around. Well, I, I also remember, again, one of these shows that I talked about in the past. And so you can look it up if you're interested. That all they do is they, they hate, it's 24 hours hate, basically. That's all they do. They just hate things. And uh, with uh, Captain Marvel, it was, it was hate from the beginning. From the second they announced her to the day the movie came out. Even when the movie was making money, they still hated her. They still hate her. They, still, they hated her in, in Endgame. They hated her everywhere. And I remember one of the things they kept saying was that, you know, why do these actresses have to bring their own personal politics into this? And, you know, why, why do we have to hear about their politics? And then they were like, yeah, because, you know, Chris Evans, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, on Twitter, Chris Evans, he's really, you know, we really wish he would be quiet, but he's so good as Captain America that we can kind of forgive that. It's like, really? So you can forgive Chris Evans's politics because he's a guy and because he, he's Captain America. But her <laughs> politics are a problem, you know, which should theoretically have nothing to do with the movie you're watching. You know, that's a separate thing. But yeah, I mean, and, and 
the other thing about the, the, the Mary Sue term is that, again, how powerful is this character? And will this character be just so powerful that they can just flick a button or press a switch? And uh, this character could just resolve whatever conflict they have. And my question is, did they invent powers for her? Or were these powers already part of the comic in some shape or form? So in other words, if she can fly, if she can shoot stuff out of her hands or whatever, if she can fly through ships and destroy them in a comic book, why is that too powerful in the movie? Yeah, right. And, and that's the thing where it, it, it sort of brings up the question of, well, you know, if it fits the story and that's how the, and that's how the story was, you know, if the, if the background was there for that, for those powers or for whatever, what have you, then, you know, you can't say, you know, oh, she's overpowered. Well, no, clearly not, because if you read the source material or, if you read, or you know, if, if it's, you know, presented to you in a way where, you know, okay, yeah, those are her powers, you know, I, I'm not seeing why this has to be such a big deal. Whereas, and, and, and to, to branch off this, as another character, such as Rey from Star Wars, it's the same thing. It's, you know, okay, people are upset that she has, you know, these, you know, powers, but Luke had a few days of training and he all of a sudden in the next movie becomes very, very powerful. So it's, it's, it's this idea where, you know, you, you have to sometimes accept, you know, okay, what's in front of you and not necessarily say, okay, she's overpowered. I don't want anything to do with her. You know, she, she's just pushing some agenda here. But on the same side, on the same side, you have, you know, characters such as, you know, Luke from Star Wars, technically having, you know, less training starting out than she did you know right. ray ray would start out you know as as uh, someone surviving on a desert planet you know surviving for life well, let me let me play the devil's advocate here because i i have as you know i have serious super serious problems with the last jedi and my biggest one my biggest one of my biggest gripes is the fact that in the book and then later through through articles and interviews it was revealed that one of the reasons why she is so powerful is because she has the ability to absorb, not absorb, but she can learn through Kylo Ren. So in other words, just by being near him and, and making those connections, she starts to absorb his his knowledge or his experience. So that is something that's completely new. In other words, Luke never had that. Luke was learning just by learning. She all of a sudden has this power now, but here's the kicker. That was never explained in the movie. That was later explained or expanded on, and I see that as a as, as a as a failure of the script. That should have been portrayed more clearly in the in the movies. This way, we can accept her fast learning techniques. You know that 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 might be even considered faster than Luke. You know we have. It's also hard to Luke with Luke. We always have that problem of well, how long was he on uh, on Dagobah? Was he there yeah, a week? Very, very, was he very there nebulous, a month? Yeah. Is it three months? Is it three days? You know, does that mean that Han and Leia were flying around for three months looking for a place to land? You know, we're always kind of confused about the, the the time difference. Yeah, yeah. Now, as a sort of sidebar here, I, I do <laughs> believe that that Luke was only there for maybe. During that scene, Han and Leia were on the asteroid, right? So they could not have been there uh, yeah. for more than, you know, now, a few days. Now, granted, I, I read this somewhere. The hyperdrive was broken on the Falcon, which means they can't just, boom, shoot over to Lando's. It took them yeah. a, a long time to get to Lando's. So, That's right. Uh, again, I, I, I could have sworn I looked it up a while back, and, and I think it could have been 
it could have been weeks, you know, or at least a week or a couple of weeks, the, the amount of time spent, you know, in the adventure, you know. <laughs> so it, that, that, that would give you a little more, okay, well, what has Luke learned? If you think about it, all he really learned is to, to keep himself alive and run away, but he gets his butt kicked in the process, you know. He's, and, and I think Vader is kind of taking easy on him because he wants him. So he doesn't want to kill yeah, him. Yeah, he just wants yeah, to beat right. the crap out of him. And he does. Ray, on the other hand, she kind of gets the upper hand on on Kylo Ren. So again, for, for for the audience member not to know that she somehow is absorbing his his the, the knowledge that he has, and then she can use it against him, that's where he gets a little, okay, well, what exactly is happening here? You know, that that kind of difference. I, I I will agree with that, but uh, the, the fact that a lot of people will say that you know because Ray technically did get the upper hand in the final battle of Force Awakens, yes. you know that somehow you know ruins the story and now there's no no climax. But to me, like, going the easy route would have been okay, following the same format, you know, as she just all escapes, other movies. Where like she, she, where, where, yeah, she, yeah, she gets beaten, but she just escapes. And then, you know, the second movie would have been, you know, her training and, you know, fighting. And then, you know, like Return of the Jedi, and then she comes back and, you know, overthrows the bad guy. Right. And, you know, we've seen that in science fiction so many times, you know. Believe me, I have my problems with The Force Awakens <laughs> and the whole sequel trilogy. So I can only defend this so much. But but the fact that they, they, it's something different where she actually quasi defeats, you know, the bad guy in the first film. It, it can, it can take itself into a different, you know, sort of climax now into a, into a, a, a more creative, you know, different, you know, uh, I hate to use the term subversive mm-hmm. finale, but I, I just feel like that the comparison between Ray and Luke is sort of unfair and that because Luke and, and also in the fact that Jedi are supposed to be trained from very, very young, right? So Luke is a teenager when he just starts training, when he right. just learns about it. Even Anakin, you remember, Anakin didn't want to train him. I mean, he was like yeah, 10 years old or old. something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think they're supposed to grab him when they're like three or four years old or something like that. To, right, pro- to right. properly train him. So, so and the fact that Luke, you know, blows up a Death Star, you know, after a few minutes on board the Falcon, even we're not, even before Empire Strikes Back, like Luke, you know, he used the Force, blows up the Death Star, you know, he, he outflies all these other trained pilots, you know, they they, they give him, you know, they give him an oh, X wing. But, but hold on a second, but but Luke, we clearly hear Ben's voice, so he's not just <laughs> using the Force; he's getting a coach on his shoulder telling him what button to push more or less <laughs> well, well in that case i'll use that right back with ray then apparently Ray must have had a voice you know saying here here's, here's what you need to do but <laughs> way, we, we could go back and forth with you this all day is it, what we do <laughs> oh man but um but um okay so some, some other characters that have yeah. appeared in science fiction and I'll, I'll try to keep it to science fiction just so we're not here, you know, all day. Well, there's another character I found to be respected. I, I don't hear this talk about, I don't hear the term Mary Sue with her all that much, is um, is Starbuck from Battlestar Galactica. Oh. Kara Thrice. Well, with, with this character, and I, I don't know if we mentioned it before, there was blowback in the beginning. Uh, again, the... Uh, 
the, the same kind of people that, that are out now screaming, back then they were a little quieter, but immediately I, I did hear personally from people, from from specifically one specific person that I know. It's okay, like, that's good. Why, why is this a woman? Why, why do you have to do it? Why do you have to ruin the show? It's a woman. Why the hell are you doing it? Starbucks is a guy. He should be a guy. A smoking, drinking kind of guy. And that's a woman. Oh, I don't want to watch this. Hey, wait, Boomer? Now, Boomer's a woman too? I heard the speech. Now, what I love about the speech is that about a month or two after the show started, this person absolutely loved the show. So he, <laughs> he had to eat his own words. And, this, <laughs> and, and I'll take it a step further. This same person the other day texted me, hey, I just watched Star Trek Discovery. I think it's the best Star Trek ever. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> uh, you, you forget what you were saying about the lead character and the fact that she was black and this and that? Again, you know, some people you just got you just I, I just cannot cannot make this up. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> but but there was there was I remember there was uh, but and it was before the again it was before the show started when they announced how they were changing certain characters. Some people were freaking out. Then when the show started, a lot of these people switched sides because they saw the show and they appreciated it and they liked it and they didn't feel like hiding the fact that they liked it. See, that's good that you mentioned that because because I wasn't on board when when this show first mm -hmm. uh, when the two thousand four you know series um, came came about. Oh, I've I've only recently started um, started catching up. So 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 to me, I guess you know all of this cooled down over time now. So oh, yeah. I suppose that yeah. So so probably um, uh, I'm not hearing the 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 big the big pushback. No. As the world when it actually when it actually happened, it switched. It changed very fast. the The show's popularity became so big that it it I don't know if people just got quiet or or they were turned over to the other side. I don't know, but it it switched. I never seen it switch like that before with any other show. Never. And it's interesting you bring it, you bring that up that that sort of group mentality because there's something else I wanted to touch on was the fact that. I've noticed that when it's saying this is especially true now with the proliferation of YouTube and a lot of you know channels that you know he knows what I do go on about how much you know something is you know spouting a certain agenda yeah. or what have you, and there's a lot of these channels and they have a large audience mm -hmm. you know a large following. Oh yeah. So what I've noticed is the fact that when the wind blows a certain way, so to speak, and when it's popular to not like a character. Then this is when everyone comes out about you know okay let's all get on board let's all you know sort of get on board the bandwagon and trash you know or use these more derogatory terms just you know like oh it's just Mary Sue you know it's pushing an agenda and but that that also leads to like they start they'll start with that. But then it goes deeper. Then it goes into SJWs and all these other uh, code words that you're like, okay, this is now a political conversation we're having. We're not talking about fandom anymore. Now we're now we're just throwing all the politics into the pot because I guess that's the whole point of the conversation is to bring it all to politics. I don't know. Right? They know they they can push people's buttons by bringing into you know bringing politics into it. And and and, and let me just add one quick thing. Uh, going back to Battlestar Galactica, a, a lot of people. I remember also the, the, there was also concern about again when you're dealing with the Mary Sue term that Starbuck uh, was not way too powerful, but she was way too. And I don't want to I don't want to spoil it for you if you're ever going to continue watching it, but she was too integral in the the way that the story is resolved and something happens to her that you're like wait a minute this is what happens to her well the thing to keep in mind was that this show was based on another show 
It was a reboot of a show. And that's practically more or less the same thing that happens to her character earlier on his character in the other show. So people can't say, oh, you just did this to shock the audience or to give her too much power or to, to make her too too supernatural or whatever. But it's like, guess what? They already did that the, the last time. So to, you know, you, you can't blame them. You can't accuse them of just creating something out of nothing because it was already done before. Right, right. I'm on the last season now, so I have to, I have to yeah. yeah. And it, 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 the show has taken a, a sort of an odd turn. Like, I, I, yes. It definitely changed its uh, sort of like focus. So I'm not sure I'm not sure how I'm feeling with it right now, but we'll, I'll get back to that. You, you got to also remember that the show, it's also a reflection of the times. The show came out right around the time of 9-11. Yeah. So the show had this dark, defeated feel to it where you just got your butt kicked and what do you do next? Oh, the, the first season was that. Be, it was it was devastating. And now again, that's exactly how the original show was. But it just made more sense because of the times that you're watching it in. And for example, there's there's a whole season about occupation where they're they're kind of under the Cylon occupation and, and was was it New Caprica or something? Yep. And people were like, "Well, this is they're just make this is just too much about the the Iraq War about the insurgencies and this and that." It's like, well, it's this is the this is what we're living through at this time. So you gotta you're gonna make those connections because that's what's happening. Yeah, and you can feel like the tonal shift of it. It's sort of you know it, it's very 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 good show. Maybe we can do like a podcast now uh, some other time. But but let me ask you something. Going back to superheroes, yeah. the Mary Sue argument could be made with any superhero if they decide to go in that direction. In other words, is Superman too powerful? Well. Yeah, he's Superman. So technically, you can say, okay, he's got kryptonite. It's his thing. Okay, fine. But not everybody's going to use kryptonite in every episode or every movie that involves Superman. So if there's no kryptonite, then he's a, all of a sudden he's a Mary Sue because he can do anything. But I guess as a writer, you don't, you're not always going to make Superman, you know, win out of the gate. He's not going to just because then the the story will last ten minutes. Right. If you there's always going to be some confusion or some something goes wrong or he with whatever character you're dealing with even captain marvel you know we are going to see that she does have some limits again i have no idea what her limits are because i don't follow the comic but by watching uh endgame which again no not too many spoilers here but did you see endgame already no, no not yet well let me just say a few things she's not a mary sue in the in endgame she throws her punches but she is not the be all and end all of this movie. She's just another character, you know, fighting for the good guys. Yeah, and and, and that's, that's a perfect example you brought up with, with the Superman because you know in comics, like you said, any character can be can be if you look objectively at a comic book. Yeah, anybody. All of them are Mary Sue's because they all have you know mostly overblown powers, and 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 at the end of the end of the book, come up with a solution to, to defeat the bad guy, and then that's it. Unless you take, for example, every DC comic, no matter who the character is, whether it's Batman or Superman, and then at the last page, Superman always walks in and wins, even in a Batman or an Aquaman, whatever, then you have a problem. If you always bring in Superman to win the, the battle, you have a problem. But no, you got to let these individual characters resolve their own issues or their own battles. And then every now and then you do have, you know, the Avengers assembled, you know, you get all the good guys on one side. And everybody takes a turn, you know, you, everybody punches the bad guy and then they all equally kind of win or something like that. But you also give them all individual stories 
so that they can all shine on their own. On the other hand, I have a feeling that even if you have individual Captain Marvel stories, these people will have a problem with Captain Marvel winning even on her own. Yeah. It's like, you just can't win. There's no way around it. And and again, like I said, this is something that's become more pronounced and more, and I guess, louder recently, where it seems like everyone, you know, even at the slightest hint of a, of a female character being, you know, powerful or the, or the main role, then they all of a sudden come out of the woodwork saying, oh, Mary Sue, and they step around the label. Let me ask you, do you have any anyone that comes to mind if there was a male version of the Mary Sue, which is, you know, sometimes referred to as a Gary Stew? Well, yeah, I would say, well, take somebody like James Bond. Yep. You know, Sooner or later, if you check your watch, and if it's within, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes of the end of the movie, he's going to pull something out of his butt and save the day. It's, it's got to happen. It's, that's the way it works. The women are just going to all faint and drop dead in front of them. <laughs> now, now, I will say, that is more what used to happen in the past. You know, that's a whole other show. That's the whole, you know, the Sean Connery bond where it was it was like watching Matt. Yeah, right, you know? right, right. right. <laughs> the, 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 the cliches are so all over the place. The women are looking at him. They're just melting in front of him. And they're like, yes, James, whatever you want. You know, that kind of stuff. Um, you know, the bad guys, they always have to do the 15-minute the speech before they try to kill him. So that gives them enough time for him to figure out a way to get out of it. Nowadays, you know, I like the fact that it's 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 different. It's you know the the bad guys are nastier. He's nasty too, and and uh, it's a little more modern, more realistic. I don't say modern, more realistic, yeah, more gritty. Uh, but still, you you know, it's like oh man, you you're Bond. You you're just you're gonna win. You're just you're walk. You're walking Captain Kirk, basically. You know, you know, that's what you are. Yeah, right. And and the fact that Bond is the fact that. You know, we, we criticize, you know, characters like Ray who have, you know, all these all these powers. And, you know, if, if she gets hurt, you know, how can she get to the rocks and everything? But with Bond, who's a human being with no superpowers, you know, oh, yeah. Yeah. And, you know he, he gets put through the ringer of some, like, fist, you know, fist fights. He, he gets the crap beat out of him. And he still manages, you know, to... to well, that's a whole other thing. You, you, the, the type of punishment a, a character like Bond takes. It, you know what I like about it is that, um, uh, for example, uh, Indiana Jones. The best thing about Raiders of the Lost Ark is that every punch that Indiana Jones takes, you feel that punch and you see the results of that punch for the rest of that movie. Yeah. And James Bond never used to have that. Later on, again, later with, with, uh, with Daniel Craig, for example, he does take a beating and that those beatings... They stay with him, uh, whether it's a, a physical beating or, a, or some sort of psychological problem or trauma, it stays with him. And, and I like that. I like the fact that they modernized it and they made it a little more clear. But yeah, if you go back to like Roger Moore or Sean Connery, there's more of that that's like, oh, come on. <laughs> uh, now, granted, Bond is a more realistic character, I think, than Indiana Jones, because Indiana Jones, like I said, it... it, it it explores more against supernatural things and and even science fiction themes if you think about it bond is more straight you know crime government uh, espionage type of uh, material but hey i got a, i got another one for you i don't know if you watch game of thrones oh uh, i i read the books i don't watch them i don't watch the tv show okay well let me say something very recently uh, last week i think it was or a week before <laughs> there was a character who was able to defeat a very big bad guy let's put it that way and there are people who are having 
a fit why this character and it's like wait a minute you've been learning about this character since the beginning of the series and how this character has progressed and trained and become uh kind of like a master at something you know and that's why this character was able to succeed but they were like oh mary sue mary sue mary sue mary sue yeah yeah and and, and now it's funny you mention this because i, I i'm assuming you're speaking i know i'm a spoiler alert for anyone you know okay yeah, 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 yeah. go ahead well, i'm assuming you're speaking of aria Yes, I am, and I haven't, okay. I haven't read any of the books. I'm only going with the with the series with well, HBO. That's, that's funny because I've only read the books. I haven't read, I haven't seen any of the series. <laughs> so, but but in the in, in the book in the books, and I and I can only assume in the series as well. That character is put through some craft. Oh, yeah. I mean, in the in the books, she is just like dragged to the I mean, yeah. almost and they, literally. She, and they don't like, forget her. Like in other words, every season. You see her progression every season of everything she goes through. Yeah. So it's not like you forget about the this character doesn't appear the first three seasons and all of a sudden it shows up now. No, you've seen the progression. So unless you're asleep, you, you got nothing to stand on. Right, and and and, and the people will, will come out and say, okay, well, it's just them, you know, you know, try, trying to put a you know a political agenda or a political spin on it. Like I, this book was written, you know, you know, this 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 idea, this character was 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 written, you know, almost almost two decades ago you, you, you know there's nothing there's nothing new here and, and, and this idea of a character has been put out uh, her, her path has been you know laid out oh yeah your eyes literally so there's no i, I don't see I, I i i can see if you want to use that argument against you know someone like ray fine she came out of nowhere whatever but with with aria we saw her broken down and no, then she she earned it she like, definitely yeah, earned it yeah definitely uh, if, there's, if there's one character who earned it, you know, she she did. So that I, I took me by surprise. It didn't take me by surprise because I, I should have saw it coming. But the fact that people would have been so easy to yep. to need jerk that reaction with. I also saw, uh, and again, I don't know how accurate this was, but I mean, I've seen some articles about uh, Harry Potter that, that uh, Hermione is a little too much of a Mary Sue. And it's like, why? Because she's the only woman that's lead. She's a co-lead, or I don't even. I wouldn't. Even, I don't know if I would say lead because it's really Harry Potter. Harry Potter is the lead, but then you have secondaries that are very close to being leads. But I don't think she really sucks the air out of the room. I don't think she does anything that's so that amazing that you know it. It. it I. I. I don't see that argument. But I mean, again, people will make the arg- Try to make the argument anyway. All right. Is there any other ones you can think of? Not. Ones that are currently being labeled as, you know, this Mary Sue type of character, but I have two that come to mind where I don't hear anything about them. And, but to me, they, they, I feel as though as if these two characters were put into current movies that we would all instantly hear some sort of backlash against it. And the one character is, um, is Ripley from Alien. Oh. Well, from, from Alien, all of them. You, you never, well, at least maybe you have, when, I, you know, when, when she comes to a conversation, I never hear anyone say, oh, you know, Ripley, that Mary Sue of a character. You know, it, it, it's more of a, of a, everyone seems to kind of, you know, agree, I guess, more or less that, you know, she's, you know, she's a good character. But it makes me wonder if, is, is this because, you know, like, the movie is older, it's been kind of like grandfathered in, if you will. Yeah. So, so so that because people just people just relate to it because they they know it from you know growing up with it or it being around so long. If Alien was never there was no prior franchise and it just was released today in 2019, 
would that character get the same backlash as Captain Marvel or Ray or something? Well, t- today it probably would. But again, because it happened in the late 70s, and I remember, again, not so much the publicity, but the, the historical importance of the film, other than the fact that it's a great horror film, was also about a female lead that can take care of herself. And then when you have the sequel, you get even more of that. She's even more than just taking care of herself. She's taking care of a child and she's taking care of whatever's left of the troops. So she becomes more of a leader than just a self-preservation type of character. And back then, I don't remember hearing a backlash about it. As a matter of fact, especially because maybe it's because it's James Cameron, you know, he had a big reputation from uh, his previous films, from his previous film, really, The Terminator, of having an empowered uh, female lead in the film, where all of a sudden the, the, the lead goes from being the victim to the, 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 the victor. She kind of turns the tables on whatever bad guy you happen to be, you know, going after. In Terminator, obviously, it's the Terminator. And in Aliens, it's aliens, the aliens themselves. But yeah, Ridley Scott did it first, you know, in a one-on-one basis. And yeah, I don't remember him getting any, neither one of them getting any flack about it. Now, if you then start going down all of the sequels that came afterwards, I mean, I would have more problems with the quality of the sequels than you know, overusing the character or taking advantage of the character or, you know, yeah, trying to get yeah, into a yeah. franchise, basically. I, yeah, I, right. To me, with, you know, Alien, to me, is is Alien and Aliens. The rest, you can keep. And Terminator, <laughs> same thing. It's Terminator 1 and Terminator 2. The rest, you can keep. Yeah, yeah, it's funny, actually, how the first two in both franchises, yeah, yeah. are the only, are like, sort of the, the definitive movies. And the rest else are just... kind of like, you know, I'll watch them, but it, they don't have the impact that those those original ones did. But I do remember that, yeah, a lot of times when you when people talk about those films, they talk about the fact that they're strong female characters, strong female characters, but nobody dumps on it the way that they do it today. It's, it's weird. Yeah, and and that's why that's why it, it brought me thinking. Like, okay, well, is is it just today? You know, if anything new comes about, and if anything set, you know, in our current age, then you know they have like this free reign to sort of you know shout and curse the sky, you know, for it being you know some political agenda. But if it's anything that they grew up with, or if it's anything mm-hmm. a bit older that's been sort of you know, grandfathered through time then that's okay. That gets a free pass. Well, let me give you a theory, a possible theory that I I might be completely wrong. What if the reason people are more comfortable with those characters is because they are portraying a more masculine type of behavior than what you would consider to be a feminist approach to a to a movie character so in other words ripley and sarah connor you know they're about kicking ass they're basically kick ass and take no names you know what i mean they're not there to tell you about feminism and the women's rights and all that kind of stuff so maybe because it's that people kind of like all right well uh, i can accept that That, that's okay i can deal with that (laughs) Uh, i like it but i I can accept it (laughs) but but if but if you start then talking about things that are a little more intellectual then that's where it's like oh wait a minute now i don't want to hear about your women problems or whatever the hell it is that you're screaming (laughs) about why don't you just pick up a rifle and shoot something and then i'll you know i'll give you the thumbs up I don't know. Maybe <laughs> I'm just thinking. And that's very interesting. That's, that's very. <laughs> that's. <laughs> I, I didn't think about the, from that from that angle where yeah, both of those characters and nothing to take nothing to take away from either of them. But yeah, they are written to be more 
militant, I guess. Yeah. Would be, yeah. It's action. It's adventure. It's it's blowing things up. You know, it's 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 pseudo Rambo. You know. <laughs> <laughs> and did you say you had another one? Uh, oh, it was Sarah Connor. That was oh, that. okay. So we were <laughs> yeah, thinking the same thing. Of, yeah, oh, yeah. Wow. Thinking, thinking the same exact okay. thing. Any other ones you could think of, Steve? Oh yeah, and the other one I wanted to bring up was the new Doctor Who. Oh. And, 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 and this is this is funny because the new Doctor Who character is a female character. She's a, she's she's the first female Doctor actually. Um, oh ever. yeah. And this created some uh, on Reddit. If you if you follow the the, <laughs> the subreddit on on Doctor Who, it, it, when it was announced, that well, that the person I was mentioning before to you also had a complete meltdown about Doctor Who. Oh, I okay, that. I, I would love to meet this person, by the way. No, you won't. No, you won't. I guarantee you won't. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, what I found the most interesting on this one is is the fact that. I'm sort of a, a new Doctor Who fan. I, 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 uh-huh. This technically, this technically was only my second season of Doctor Who. So, oh wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm very new, but I, I did go back and watch a few of the older, you know, a few of the older episodes. To me, Doc, the real Doctor Who is the biggest Mary Sue ever. Like the male, the male Doctor. I mean, the guy, you know, well, he, yeah. he, he comes in, saves the day, literally every episode. And he has, he's a, a yeah. you know, the, the sonic screwdriver where it does, it does <laughs> anything. You know, he, he he has other companions, and you know, he, we did get you know the, the African American female you know follower, and you know, we'll, we'll get the you know the the, the interracial characters you know, that follow him around, but. But it's always you no know, him. He's the he's the you know the main lead, the, the guy, the mm-hmm. savior who comes. Always has something. Every episode always has something to win the day with. Then we get a female character, but then that's the thing that sets it off. That's the thing that makes you know it a Mary Sue. You know, that's it. That's a, you. You cross the line. You yeah, just yeah, cross the line. And that to me is the biggest blatant example of. It was so realistic up to this point. On, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's it, it totally crazy reality. You know, I can get behind. I can get behind him coming in saying the day of the episode, no problem. <laughs> once, once it was a female. You know, that's when that's when it really just tipped over the scales. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but in all seriousness, though, like, like I, I was surprised about the amount of backlash that the character received it being announced that you know the new the new, the new doctor was female. And I'm like, did you, you guys watching the same series that I, I, I started watching? And again, maybe it's because people grew up with it and that's how they perceived the doctor to always be. So, you know, again, grandfathered in their mind. But to me, it just strikes me as so, you know, odd to think that because they changed the sex of the main character, that's what tips everyone off into being, you know, slamming it as a Mary Sue. And and I, I watched this new season, and I watched a few of the other episodes from the previous seasons. There's to me, there's no real, there was no real difference in how it was mm. written. It, it the, the character was played and written pretty much the same. Right, right. But the change of of, of gender, that's what freaked people out. Yeah, right. All right. Well, I mean, this is. A- Again, we haven't, you know, who knows how long it takes to go through these phases of, of, of insanity, but I have a feeling we're going to continue going through this, and whether it's Marvel or DC, now, I, I don't remember people having too much of a fit over Wonder, no, they, 
some people did have a fit over Wonder Woman. Yeah, they did. They they had a yeah. fit over Wonder Woman, uh, but they have a bigger fit over Captain Marvel. Uh, that's for sure. Uh, and again, these are the same people that uh, I remember. They're like, oh, we love Ahsoka because we love female characters. And it's like, Ahsoka is not a human. It's a creature. It's a made-up female character because you can't handle real female characters. Oh, never mind. We love Leia. Okay, thanks. Next. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I'm yeah. sure any female character that will be introduced into the next Star Wars film, it's already on the list of the, okay, let's figure out what we can, comp- you know, what, what box do we can check off of our, of our list of, oh, she's one of those, and she's one of those, wait a minute, she's into that? Oh, perfect, I hate her. You know, it's going to uh, be no, one of those. It's it, it definitely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, Disney yeah. pandering, it, Disney it, it, pandering. It you're a shill, so you're a shill for Disney. They're so quick to um to kind of sort of like lump some, like you said, like lump me into some sort of, you know, checkbox category. You know, if it doesn't fit their, you know, ideal, <laughs> you know, view type of what a main character, you know, has to be. I don't know. But like I said, I think we're going to keep seeing this and, and there's, it's going to keep coming up. And the discrepancies between examples between men and women, when you accuse them of being a Mary Sue. Now, granted, they're, they, I, I've seen also on the internet that they, they have a, a different names for the male version yeah, of the it's, Mary it's, Sue. It's a Gary, a Gary but I think that's kind of like after the fact. That's something that was just created to kind of say, oh, we're, that's not where we're coming from. We also have these guys. Okay, yeah, I get no it. No one uses it. that term. No, one, no yeah, you don't hear the term Gary Stu. <laughs> no. You know, it, it doesn't have it doesn't have the same you know sort of negativity to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm sure we're gonna keep seeing this, and and uh, you know we'll, we'll keep pointing it out every now and then. We'll be you know we'll we'll be there to kind of say, wait a minute, this this doesn't sound right. What's the what's the difference between this and that? And then we'll be able to do it. So thank you, Steve, uh, for joining me today and, and hitting this this bizarre topic that you know. I, Ten years ago, I wouldn't even imagine having a conversation about. Yeah, right. And and it seems to have really sort of come into its own. You know, you know, it's sort of come into its own recently. Where now it seems like it's louder than ever. Where you know you can. And I think again, I I I thank YouTube for that. Where anyone can just jump on you know YouTube, create a channel, and yell their yep. you know points of view the, the loudest. So yeah, the, lo- the loudest screams gets to hundred thousand. Yeah, viewers. yeah, no, it's true. <laughs> The more negative you are, the, uh, the, the the higher your throughput goes. It works. That's, it works. All right. I'd like to thank once again Steve folks for joining me today on our subject of trying to explain what the Mary Sue is and how it applies to some of the things that we watch today. You know, it's interesting that the origin of the of even that term came from one of the biggest genre materials out there that we enjoy and how it's been kind of bastardized in a way, (laughs) you know, in the way that it's being used these days with certain characters as opposed to others. But I guess that's the type of thing that will happen, you know, and we seem to be riding this weird wave recently where people are hypercritical and politically really, in reality, critical of even genre material. So on behalf of everyone, thank you for listening, and we'll see you soon here at GeekFest Rants. Bye-bye, everybody. I used to say a man could fly, he'd have wings. But he did fly. He discovered he had to. Do you wish that the first Apollo mission hadn't reached the moon, or that we hadn't gone on to Mars and then to the nearest star? That's like saying you wish that you still operated with scalpels and sewed your patients up with catgut like your great, 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 
Great-grandfather used to. I'm in command. I could order this. But I'm not. Because Dr. McCoy is right in pointing out the enormous danger potential in any contact with life and intelligence as fantastically advanced as this. But I must point out that the possibilities, the potential for knowledge and advancement is equally great. Risk. Risk is our business. That's what the starship is all about. That's why we're aboard her. You may descend without prejudice. Do I hear a negative vote? If you would like to subscribe to our show, send us messages, or see video links to some of the topics we talked about today, please visit our homepage at geekfestrants.com or our YouTube channel, Facebook page, or iTunes at Geekfest Rants. I don't know what we're yelling about! Geekfest Rants is produced by Carlos Perone, copyright 2019. <laughs>